Hey, hey, Boss Reballers, Patty Dominguez here with Tim Wambach, another episode for you. Today's episode brought to you by ClickFunnels, marketing funnels and landing pages that absolutely rock. If you're interested in getting a two-week free trial, check us over at our website, bossfreesociety.com. Not only are you going to get a two-week free trial, but we're going to email you a pre-made funnel that we use directly in our business. So you're going to get a pre-done funnel already there for you, all templated out, absolutely free just by testing it out. Two-week free trial, an incredible resource that we use in our business every day. So today's episode number 44 is with Andy Broadway, How to Crush It on YouTube. If you've ever thought about using YouTube, take a listen to this show. You're going to learn so much from it. I don't know if you guys heard, but last week there was all over the news, this guy named PewDiePie who has a YouTube channel. He made $7 million last year. Now we're not going to promise that you're going to be making $7 million on YouTube, but what Andy Broadway talks about is going to set you on the right path for success and monetizing on YouTube. Talks about things that you're probably doing wrong and things that you can do on your YouTube channel that is going to bring the right type of attention for your business. So take a listen. Let us know what you think at Boss Re Society on Twitter, of course, bossresociety.com and hit us up over on Facebook as well. We're here to serve. Let us know what you like. And of course, hit that subscribe button because that's what makes you a Boss Re Baller. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Today we are live in the studio. We have a very special guest. His name is Andy Broadaway. At the age of 13, he got his first taste of a computer. In 1981, his parents purchased a Commodore VIC-20, which at the time was state-of-the-art with a whopping 5K of RAM. And the hard drive was a cassette tape costing $300. In 2001, he hosted a weekly live radio show on a 50,000-watt radio station covering computer technology and other topics. He also has been a special guest on several high-profile talk radio and TV shows speaking about computer technology. Later started a computer company called Computer Doctors On Sight. Andy was born with a passion for computer technology and he looks forward to developing specific strategies for his clients. For the past seven years, he has focused his efforts as a strategist in business, product development, reputation management, and video production, which has allowed him to work with A-list celebrities, actors, music artists, professional athletes, and professional speakers. He has several YouTube channels. One has over 1.8 million views, and the other has over 9.2 million views. The Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Andy Broadaway. All right. Well, I am excited to be on this show. I've been boss free for over twenty five years myself. School so us. I look at, 
look at the boss in the mirror every morning and say, what the heck do you want to do today? <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a beautiful thing, Andy. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. One of the things that we wanted to kind of jump into right away is you wrote a book called The Top 10 YouTube Mistakes and What You Can Learn From Them to Create Profits. So let's kind of just start there. And what, what are some mistakes that people are making out there and how can they avoid them and what can they do to better position themselves to make money off of YouTube? Oh, yeah. So that's a great question. So let me give you a little backstory on how I actually got started working with YouTube. I got a, a good call, a friend from uh, a call from a good friend years ago, and he said, Now, I don't understand this. How come when I go to YouTube and I type in a, you know, a search word to look up something, and there are a lot of videos on the page, and I type in a word, and the first video that comes up has 20,000 views and the second video is 200,000 views. How come it isn't reversed? How come the most viewed video isn't number one? That's the question he asked me. And I said, you know, that's a great question. Let me get a little bit of experimenting. Let me go look and see, you know, what's going on with YouTube. But remember, back then, YouTube was only skateboard videos, cat videos, nothing. (laughs) It wasn't a business. It was just, you know, people doing their shenanigans and their tomfoolery stuff. And so it wasn't, wasn't any where it wasn't on the radar, you, you know, Google had just bought it from the original uh, founders that, uh, that started it. So I went and I spent about a week on it. I came back and I said, I think I figured it out for you. And he goes, well, great, because I'd like to start promoting the company that I work for on there because we're getting some bad reputation. There's a video on, on there that actually slams our company on there. And it's number one when you type in the company name. So wow. bad reputation management. So wow. I said, okay. Well, why don't you make up a few videos? And these weren't fancy videos. These were like slide videos with a voiceover. He hired a voice radio guy, and it was just slide videos talking about the company, all the positive merits of it. And so what I did is I went ahead and put it up there. And within about a couple of weeks, I we ended up um, taking his video, taking it down a couple of notches. And then I said, why don't you give me about 10 or 12 videos? Let's see what I can do to you know own that entire space on there. So what we did was over a period of like, you know, within six to eight weeks, I owned that entire first page on Google wow. with 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 the search terms. So he was on page two. Nobody was paying attention anymore to what was going on. And that was seven, eight years ago. And I just went back a, about a month ago just to see where it was at. And I typed in the search keywords and I still owned four or five out of the top 10 on that page with what I did. So wow. I knew that I discovered the, um, I'm not going to say the algorithm, I'm not going to say that I know the algorithm, but I discovered the power of search t- keywords and about how to place them and all that. And then I came across another tool, which we're familiar with, uh, maybe, a, a, you know, another tool that helps, you know, broadcast videos out on, the, out on the internet and makes it more automated. But then somebody said to me, well, so... What are some of the biggest mistakes that people are making on YouTube? So that's why I wrote the book called Top 10 YouTube Mistakes and a little self-promo here. Yes, um, definitely. And, um, and that's why I went through and I answered the top questions. So a lot of people assume that just because you have a video out there that it's going to go viral. They go with the intention of, okay, let's make the video go viral. Well, you can't lead with that intention because you never know what is going to make the video go viral. So... Uh, one of the other mistakes that people make is is that they don't have a what I call a clear call to action after the video. Mm. So what's important is that it's our responsibility when we put a video up there 
to tell the person what to do at the end. Because if you don't, you're going to leave them hungry for more, and they're going to go find the next related video trying to search for information on where do I do something. So in other words, if we're talking about book publishing, if we're talking about you know how to repair a car, if you were creating videos on that, at the very end of the video, you need to be clear. It's your responsibility to tell the viewer what to do. So at the end of the video, you would say, for more information or to get other video videos like this or to get a free uh, book or to get a free white paper or to whatever, do-it-yourself guide or go here to this website and enter your information, you get more. Or call this number to get more or follow me on you know, social media. I would, uh, on all the videos that I ever make, I do all of those. I say, go to this website, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, all the properties, you know, whatever it is for more information. And then I'll also tell them, be sure to subscribe to the video and be sure to comment below the video. Right. Those are some of the true key components that if you fail to do a, what they call CTA, a call to action, you are failing to give that person what they're looking for. It's so fascinating because a lot of times something so intuitive and even telling people, click on the link below. And I have even heard the the whole concept of pointing down, right? Pointing down yes. because people literally need to be directed so that they know exactly what you are wanting them to do. Because yes, I think, absolutely. Andy, you have a really amazing point. I don't want people to miss it. If you don't, if you don't give them what they're looking for, they're going to go somewhere else and get it. They're going to find it. And yeah. you've lost that potential customer. So that's a great tip right there, Andy. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Be, you know, because uh, uh, unless you are highly disciplined, when you go out to the Internet, as soon as you hit a web browser and you type in a URL, you go to a search menu, everybody's got this disease called ADD. Mm. So if, if you don't give that person a clear call to action their, that, how to get more information, especially on YouTube, that other related videos are going to pop up and they're going to go on to another video unless you tell them what to do. So that, you know, I don't mean to, you know, hammer that one down, but that's you know, pretty strong. Yep. You know, the next mistake that people do is they, is they commonly don't um, title their videos correctly or they're not providing videos that are necessary to the people that are asking questions. Right. So, for example, if you were a, you know, for example, uh, one of our clients is in the business of evaporative coolers, also called swamp coolers. So in some areas in the United States and around the world, uh, evaporative coolers and swamp coolers are more efficient than air conditioning. You know, you could save up to 50 to 75% on your electric bill. Hmm. Almost sound like I'm pitching this company. <laughs> but, you know, but what we did is we, I, I asked him, so what are the most common questions that people call you on the phone and ask you about your product? So we went and filmed those videos on his top 10, top 20 questions about his product. And then what we did is we titled the videos with those questions. Mm. So somebody is searching YouTube or Google or wherever they're going to find that question because it's something that they're that they commonly asked. So don't title the video evaporative cooler info. Type the video, can I save money using an evaporative cooler? Smart. That makes now, sense. Absolutely. Let me ask a question. I don't know if this if you have the answer or not, but after you've already posted a video, can you go back and change the title and will that help your um, search results? Absolutely. You can always go back and change the title of the video. You can always go back and change anything about the video. The only thing you can't do 
is you don't want to pull the video down, especially right. if it's got some views. Right. But you can always retitle the video. You can always put a new description down at the bottom. You can always put keywords. You can always do all those uh, pieces in there. Awesome. Right. How about so, how about as a point of clarification? Say, for example, you're learning all these tips. You have videos on your channel that didn't really get a whole lot of views or anything like that, but now you pull it down and then you re-upload it again with a new title. Is that allowed? Okay. So uh, what YouTube doesn't allow is YouTube doesn't allow duplicate videos on the same channel. Okay. So because YouTube has a highly, a very highly sophisticated uh, algorithm on the backside, if you took your video and uploaded your video and titled it something, and then later you uploaded the video and titled it the same video and titled it something else, uh, YouTube will automatically mark that video as duplicate video content, and they'll just they'll they'll remove it themselves. Yeah, that makes sense. So the workaround to that, I've got a workaround for you. The workaround is just make the video a couple seconds longer. Ah, brilliant! Not the same size. So just upload it, make it a little bit longer. You know, by five or ten seconds, that's a little hack, and then re-upload the video and title it something else. Ah, that's yeah. a really good tip, Andy. So the next thing you want to be really, really concerned about is whenever you use videos, you want to make sure that, especially because I have several shows that I produced, and later we can talk about those if you want. But um, in the shows that I produced, I've used not other people's content, but I've used royalty-free content, like. There's a bumper video that I put in the front of the videos and at the, at the end of the video, and I use a song. So you want to be careful that you use a song that you have full copyright usage to it. So you go, there's lots of websites you can go to to get music that is copyright-free. And if you're going to use bumper music, always use bumper music that doesn't have somebody singing on it. It's just music. So that way it doesn't go over anything that you're doing like a voiceover on her. Right. And it doesn't confuse it. So you got a nice beat or something. Make sure that you buy the usage to that beat and make sure that it's either what they call Creative Commons license or that you have bought the license from it. Because YouTube has a highly sophisticated algorithm that it actually listens to the entire video, the listens to the audio piece of the content and then... It, it listens to it, and if it finds any copyrighted music, it will either delete all the audio on the on the video, or it will mark your account and say that you're using duplicate, you're using somebody's copyrighted content. Wow. How about this? That's an important point there. What are some examples of sites that a person can go to and say, you know what, I do want music, I don't know where to go. Do you have a preferred? source for uh, that? No, there isn't, there isn't a preferred source, but what you would do is you would type it into you uh, type it into Google royalty-free music. That's the term you're looking for, royalty-free. Now, it doesn't mean that it's free. It just means that there's that the royalty rights on it are available to be able to use. So you might have to pay right. for a royalty-free piece of content, but you if you if you I'd rather pay for it that way, then I own a piece of paper or an email that says I own the rights to that. Because one time I did have to do that. One of the shows that I did about four years ago was a cooking show. And I'm not going to go chase squirrels here. Just It's a cooking show. I'm not, I didn't even cook squirrels. I'm just saying <laughs> it, was a, it was a show about – it was a cooking, cooking show. And when I submitted the show to, uh, to YouTube and I wanted to establish a channel, they asked me, oh, how about that song that you're playing at the beginning? How about that song at the end? Do you own the rights to it? And I sent them the email that I purchased the song for, and I only paid like five bucks for it, but I owned it. And then they said, great, you're, you're good to go, and they marked my account, and that was good. Mm. I even had some animation 
custom animation that I got created, that it was my own, that I had to send off an email to them showing that that was my own custom animation. So they gave me full right, and my account doesn't get dinged. Wow, that's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So how about in the case where you do uh, incorporate something that isn't copyright protected? Is there some kind of a rule where the first time you get your hand slapped, and how about the second time? I'm like, I, I assume that at a certain point... You know, your account could get shut down altogether, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Here's what they're going to do. In fact, uh, I do have experience uh, doing it, not getting my uh, hand slapped or my account shut down, but I do have an experience where we did a video for a client and he was talking all the way through it. And right in the middle of it, we threw, it was, believe it or not, about three to five seconds of the Rocky theme. Wow. Right in the middle of the content. And it was literally three to five seconds, and it was kind of in the distance. It wasn't even in the whole – it wasn't like edited on the edit track. It was kind of – the there was a radio playing, and we had it intentionally because we wanted to hear it, but we didn't want it full volume. They – they with and it only took them 45 minutes. Holy moly. We went back. We played the video. It looked fine. Went back an hour later. All the audio was gone off the video. It was just video playing, no audio. And they marked the account and said, you're using copyrighted material from, and they named the band, they named the song, they named it all and said, you need to take that little piece out and then re-upload it. So we had to pull Holy it out. Moly. So because they're listening, because they've been sued by music um, companies, or record labels in the past, they had to incorporate this special engine. Because if you imagine, I, and I don't remember what the statistics are, but there's something like hours and hours of video being uploaded to YouTube every minute and yeah. every minute of the day. So there's no way humanly possible people could listen to it. So just start it from the go in. And then, by the way, that also, when I talk about music, I'm also talking about any video content, even pictures that you would incorporate or clip art. Make sure all that is. Again, I'm not an attorney. I'm not giving legal advice. I'm just telling you these are some of the things that I've experienced. It's better just to go in with it right and then not get Google Slap later or YouTube Slap because, you know, you could have a video up there that's got, you know, 100,000 views on it, and then all of a sudden they kick it because somebody made a claim against an image on your video. And there are places where you can get that stuff easy, um, buy it cheap, and get the full rights to it. So one of the other one is is that not having really a clear purpose. In other words, what I call it, most people do post and pray. In other words, they post a video, <laughs> then they pray that they're going to get action out of it, right? So they don't have a clear outcome, a clear purpose on why they are actually putting a video up. So, for example, earlier, uh, I just got a new BMW X5, okay? And I didn't really like the head unit that was in the car. So I went out to the, uh, went out to, to the Internet, look and see if I could get into the head unit. And I found one that's, believe it or not, powered by Android inside the head unit. So I ordered one of them. And just before the show, just before I came on, we did an open box. So... I had my camera crew here. We did open the box and showed it. My outcome of doing that video was to attract more people to my tech show. That was the outcome of that video. People love open boxes. They love watching people take the cables out. I don't know why, but they do. You know, know, taking a knife, carrying that box open, explaining all the little bits and pieces. And that, by the way, that... I sh- shot the video, and my camera guy goes in, and he goes, do you, know, re- do you realize that was nine minutes? And I said, no, I-, I thought it was like two minutes. But it didn't really matter because I explained every bit of it. And then I said, by the way, and I left him hanging, I said, by the way, I'm going to be doing a full install of this one into the car, so you want to take a look at that one. So it wasn't I – ju- I didn't do the open box just the open box. I did the open box with a reason 
that it was related to my tech show and that it also had a, a cliffhanger in it that said, watch for the install. Right. That's so smart. Yeah. So in that case, you know, you're building a channel on a hobby or a topic that you love. What? How do you take that and how do you create an income out of it? Meaning, do you become an affiliate for that product? Do you sell your consulting? How you help people? How do you use the videos to create an income? Or is there income opportunities, say, for example, what you did? Yes. Okay. So that opens up a, a big can of worms because that, that could go many different directions. So I have multiple streams of income for my tech show. Later, we'll mention the URL because I don't want to make it about the show. By the way, there's a little cliffhanger there. So you okay, got to watch yes. the whole show. Yes. <laughs> Stay yeah, he's a part, pro, right? everybody. You're, you're so the, call, the callbacks later. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the callbacks later. So anyhow, so what, with, the, with, the, with the tech show, what I've done is I already pre-built sponsors for the show in, in the mix of it. So some of the shows that you'll see at the beginning episodes, I actually have product sitting on the uh, uh, an energy drink company sitting on the table, and they paid to oh, be okay. placed on the studio. Okay. That's called paid placement. We've seen that before sure. on television movies. Well, oh, yeah. I worked down an arrangement with them, and I said, here, this is what's going to cost you. You can be on the show, and your product is going to be on the set all the time. All right. So that's one way. The other way is that inside of the mix of the show, at the beginning of a lot of the episodes, you will see it, it, there'll be a role in that says this show sponsored by Nature Snack or this show sponsored by um, Dollar Shave Club or Hamilton Domains, whatever it is. And and there's a URL on the website that says go here to get that. And yes, I've got an affiliate relationship with some of those companies, but then I've also got a sponsorship deal with some of those companies. That's so awesome. Smart. So I'll say for more information, go to xyz.com slash and then the name of the product. So when they hit that URL on, uh, on their browser, it automatically goes straight to either my webpage or goes straight to my affiliate tag that I tied into that URL and then they purchase and then I make ongoing residual money. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah, so that's one way of income. The next way of income, so that's sponsorship, direct sponsorship. We've got affiliate money. The next way of income is actually through YouTube itself. Because if we've all watched YouTube and we've seen the little, you ever see the, the commercial starts right at the beginning? Yes. Well, there's, there's many different flavors of that. The very first one is the commercial runs and you can't stop it. Right. Okay, so that's a bumper. So whenever that video plays, that content provider is making money from YouTube, number one. The next one is, the next one it starts to play and then you say you could skip in five seconds. Yes. Well, if you wait and not do the skip before it says skip in five seconds, even if it goes beyond one second after where it says skip and it goes beyond one second, that content provider just made money. Okay? The second way of it is the little ads that show up down at the bottom. Yes. When somebody clicks on that, the content provider, like myself or you guys, content provider, they're making money. Okay, the ads that show up at the top or the top right hand side of the browser, somebody clicks on that, the content provider is making money. So you're doing a, a, a rev split with YouTube with that with that content. That's brilliant. So very exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. very exciting. It is very exciting. So how have you seen that evolve, Andy? Do you see it getting where more advertisers are getting on from the time you started this whole um, 
project or this whole business side of things to where we are now or even in the future? How do you see it evolving? So more advertisers, how, how do you get ahead of yeah. the curb? So what it is, is the way that you want to build your, what I call uh, content commercials. And, I, and I'm calling them content commercials and not an outright commercial. So inside of your content, so like right now, if I was doing my show and I said, okay, if you want to go find an image somewhere and I had a relationship with Dollar Image Club, which I do, I would say go to techbizgig, uh, the, the, my website, .com, dollar image, and then I have a relationship with Dollar Image Club when somebody buys something. So I build the commercial inside of the content. So as I'm, I don't break away to a commercial, I build it as a part of the conversation. Smart. Because we're so used to watching TiVo where we can skip to the commercials or cable TV. Right. We don't want them skipping it. We want the commercial or the content, the content to be built, the commercial to be built in with the content. So if you do it that we call them we call them segways. So the more that you do segways, the more people are going to be engaged. And actually, you can uh, people will find the way that you segue very entertaining. So it could be like, you know, all of a sudden we're chasing a squirrel over here, and it was because we did the segue. There's many examples of it where companies are literally making millions of dollars a year just on sponsorships and just from affiliate links. They run entire shows. For example, I'll give you one. It's called Tech um, uh, uh, Geek Beat. If you go to Geek Beat, that's not my show, but one that I modeled, Geek Beat. They have a full-on production studio in Texas that they just bought a building, spent over a million dollars on the building, another million dollars renovating it, and all that money is directly from their commercials and their sponsors that they do. In it. They have no other income. That's wow. their sole income. And they got a full crew that runs the whole deal, and it's pretty amazing. And they've been doing it for five or six years, about five years. That's brilliant. Big audience, big audience. Is your business primarily that model, or do you also help people from a consulting standpoint? Say I'm a okay. small business. I need help, Andy. How could you help me? <laughs> right. So my, so my business is really strategic development. Okay. So, for example, about three or four days ago, I had a new client came in. We came into the studio. We sat right at this table. And I started talking to him about his business, and all of a sudden I said, well, wait a minute. Do you realize that we could find a sponsor for this? And how about this one over here? And find? And he goes, what do you mean? And I says, well, you know, you do this business, and you work with this insurance company. Why not let them pay the bill? What, let, let them pay my bill that I'm going to bill you with, with money, and it's not coming out of your pocket. And he goes, brilliant. I, says, I said, there's money all over this table. Let's explore it. So that's part of what I do is I'm the guy that people come to that says, I'm thinking about doing this. Yes, you're gonna, they're going to write me out a check for five figures or sometimes six figures, but it's, it's, I'm going to find the money to pay for most of it by either some kind of sponsorship arrangement or by money that they're left on the table they didn't even know was there. That's so smart. Can you offer up an example of a client? Obviously, you don't have to say their name um, under confidentiality, but how you have helped them, right? Where, where they didn't recognize where opportunities were in front of them and how you helped to kind of close the gap for them into, yeah. into something really cool on YouTube. Yeah, so, um, okay, so on YouTube, you want it related to YouTube or just how we found some money on a sponsorship deal? Well, it's up to you. Okay, okay, well, it's a combination of both. So okay. they, they've got a YouTube channel where they talk about their company and ask the uh, top 10, 20 questions that people talk to them about or ask, call their, uh, their office and ask them about their product. Then I said, well, I think what we should do is we should create a book that's related to your subject and put all those questions in the book 
And then we published a book, took it to number one, because I have a publishing company. We took it to number one and, and rang it up. And so they became number one bestseller. And then I looked at them and I said, okay, now that it's number one bestseller, let me ask you a question. Who, who, who is your supplier? Who do you buy your product from to sell to your customer? Who is your wholesaler? And he named off the company. And I says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to send this email that I'm going to type to the president of the company or vice president of the company and tell them this. Tell them, your book just became number one. How would you like to be a sponsor on the back of the book and get a chapter inside the book? And we, we're coming to you first. We're giving you first right of refusal. So you can either choose a one, a three, or a five-year exclusivity deal that all books be printed on Amazon or any other platform that will have your name of your company on the back of the book and a chapter in all the books. Which plan do you want? One year, five, three year, or five year. We didn't even ask them, do you want to do it? We just asked them, which option do you want to choose? And they chose the three-year option, wrote a check, and it paid for half of the cost that I charged them to get their book done. And it also included copies of the book as a part of the contract. So we sent them copies of the book. So now, basically, the book's cost you a couple of dollars, right? And all of a sudden, now you've got exposure to their audience and their people. And right. so it's just a platform. It's like, uh, and th th this whole thing about book publishing is like, you, you know, crazy exciting because there's many different avenues that you can go with it. And books really offer a real good platform for that. But then inside the book, what we did with this company was we found, we discovered that they had a YouTube channel. We'll tie it back to YouTube here. We found that they had a YouTube channel. So in the Kindle version of the book, all of the links in the book, for them, were all clickable, so they could click on it and go straight to their YouTube channel for that company and bring up the videos. That's so smart. So the electronic version. Uh, for the sponsor, for my client, when the videos were in there, they were able to click on the videos. At the end of the chapter, it said, for more information on this or a video, click here, and then they could go and watch a video on YouTube. That's amazing. How long of a, of a time span before the client saw a return? All, within about 30 days, they started getting calls from out of their area, okay? So be, and he called me up and he goes, Andy, I got a problem. I'm getting a lot of calls from outside of our, our area. This particular product is, you know, it's a regional local business. And he was getting calls in, you know, from uh, another another county or in, in, in complete case, his company here in, is in California. He, was, he got a call from New York. And the company from New York called him and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Can you help me with it? And they and he said, "How did you get my information? Oh, well, we found your book, or we did, we found your video on YouTube. We know that you don't do services here. How do we do that?" And I said, "Well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to offer him. Here's another creative way. I found something on the table. He didn't even know what he was doing. He's an expert in the area. So why not leverage that expertise? And what I did with him is I said, "Look, instead of trying, you can't sell him your service because you're in California. He's in New York. So what you're going to do is do this." You're going to have him take pictures. You're going to work out a plan on what, what it needs to be installed and what needs to be done. You're going to write a plan out, a proposal, a plan, and he's going to go find a local contractor. You're going to submit the plan to a local contractor, local contractor, get three or four bids, then take those bids and send them to him, my client, for him to review the bids and say, look, a bid number D is too much because he's charging you for stuff that you don't even need. A is the best one. 
you probably could get a little better price. So now he becomes an independent contractor that's not a part of the deal that now he's your, like your own personal shopper. Right. Right, that he can look at the deal. So now, and then he goes, well, how much should I charge for it? And I said, well, if you're going to write up a little proposal for him, how long does it take you to do? He goes, oh, well, maybe 10 minutes. I said, okay, that should be at least $195. Wow. And he goes, $195 for 15 minutes of work? I said, yeah, you're the expert. And I says, here, how much is that going to save that customer? How much is it going to save that client? Right, if thousands. you give them a plan, are they going to pay $195 all day long? Yes, they are. And I said, well, he says, well, what about the bid thing you're talking about? I said, well, how much would that take? And he goes, well, I'll be 20, 30 minutes to review them all. I says, well, I think anywhere between 395 to 595 depending. You make up a number. And he goes, wow, that's amazing. So now what we've done is now we've turned him into a consultant because exactly. he is an expert. At the bottom of the book, we said foremost such and such expert on the book. We, we took that title, and I gave it to him. And now he's now claimed that title. So now he just got a call from Dubai because they want some product installed over there. He's not going to fly there. He could just give them a – and I says, well, how much do you charge those? I said, just add a zero at the end. Don't know your number. That, you know, that's basically how much you're going to charge those guys in Dubai, right? No one, Dubai, no one from Dubai is listening. Nobody but, from Dubai is listening. No, not yet. No, they could be. No, they could be. I, I, I'm just saying because those no, guys can't afford it yeah. and, right. and also because it's valued. You're valuing your time. Yes. And that's the when it comes down to it. Well, and I was just going to add to that point. To clarify, you're absolutely dead on. If the value is there, the money doesn't matter. Correct. Right. Correct. So it's yeah. whatever the value is perceived at, and clearly his positioning was that he sought out expert. You, uh, he was established as such, and so it's that perceived value. He does know his stuff. He can back it up, and is providing that value. And the the cost should be immaterial because you're going to get a return on that, and absolutely. that's where it comes in. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, because you know, for any consumer to be able to get an independent person looking at their project, yes. and just get four or five estimates, turn that over to an expert. He looks at him and goes. Okay, he's not connected to this deal at all. He's just his best interests are looking at the the you know looking at the proposals. You know how much money could that save somebody? You know on an install that's twenty five to fifty thousand dollars. So you're only paying you know what one percent of the cost. Exactly. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It is. Tell us, Andy, in terms of because you've given some really great examples of how somebody could take a multi-channel approach, right, with the book and then on YouTube, and it just is all synergistically working together, and it creates that the longevity establishes the expertise. It's really a magnificent approach. Do you have an online product? Are you solely coaching? How, how does somebody get in touch with you for you to help them? Say, look, I'm an expert. I just don't know where to go or how to do this. Yeah, that's great. Can I can I just back up for Absolutely. I'll answer that question and I'll back up with something. Yeah. Now here here's one of the great things, and we didn't I didn't finish off about the advertising part. Yes. Okay. Now the advertising part for advertisers that advertise a product when they advertise something on traditional television, there really is no way to tell how many eyeballs are actually looking at that particular spot. That's they true. They make guesses and say Nelson rating. Yeah. You know, there's no way to track. I mean, right. absolutely. You, you, nobody can tell that I turn my TV on uh, at 7 o'clock at night. Nobody well, knows that. There's so many different variables because they could just say if it's a consumer product, let's say, well, it could have been the commercial, but it could have been the packaging. It could have been this. Right. It could have been that. Yeah. And all yeah, the agencies exactly. and the pieces of the pie are fighting for that airtime to say, no, it was because of us. You know right, what I mean? Exactly. That there's a yeah. well, sales uptick. 
and like you mentioned earlier, like with TiVo now and, you know, and just uh, DVRs and things of that nature. Exactly. Th- there's, there's really no way to, to tell. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's impossible to really tell. However, when you put product on the YouTube, and I say the YouTube because I got a client that calls it the YouTube, <laughs> not YouTube. It's kind of funny. He's 82 years old. He goes, yeah, I went to the YouTube the other day and I found, I said, well, uh, what about that other thing? He goes, yeah, I went to the Google too. Okay. And <laughs> I, I think it's a matter of respect. I don't know. The, the 83-year-old, who knows? Cute. What everything is the in front. So uh, anyhow, when you go to YouTube and a video plays, it actually shows at the bottom. It's been watched 175,000 times, yeah. or it's been watched 43,000, or it's been watched zero, right? Whatever, right? You get a way that you can show to the advertiser, yes, this show has been watched this X amount of time. So they know that they are getting exposure, unlike regular TV. And there's other ways to track. And I'll segue just for a minute there. You guys know about the Apple TV and about the Roku box? Yes, sure. of okay. course. Now, I could do a whole show on that one altogether because I'm a consultant for that, too. But those two boxes together, the Roku and the and the Apple TV, they're in 32 million homes right now. 12 million of them are Roku boxes, and the other 20 million are, are Apple TV. Every piece of content that goes on those boxes, by the way, we just applied for our show to go on those boxes. And every piece of content has full demographics on the back end. Yep. Shows you how many times it was viewed, where it was viewed from, uh, what part of the world, country, exactly, yep. blah, 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 blah. Full demographics. Full everything. So that's what's important about what I call the new TV. And that's what's great about advertisers. So the question that you asked me before, sorry about that squirrel, but I'll come back. I always uh, I line my squirrels up at the end. and <laughs> together. We like um, that. Yeah. And so at the very end, the, the question you asked me, how do people get a hold of me? And really, what is the um, uh, what, what do I have a product in the end? My product in my book, all my knowledge that I put here. If someone wants to get more information about my other titles here, you can go to Amazon. You can see all the books that are there. Number one, you see my author page, that sort of thing. I do provide consulting. But as you can see, it's hard for me to create a product on it because I use real real people's examples. So when somebody sits down with me, we do a strategy session. I go over their entire business within about 45 minutes to an hour, and I'm and they're leaving with pages of notes. And then they work with me on a contract basis, and, and I help them build their business from there. This is yeah. so, I mean, this is chock full of good stuff. And I would almost say, Tim, we definitely would love to have Andy back because oh, I love this Apple TV and Roku concept. There's so many different avenues we can go on how a small business owner that is serious about really growing um, their reach. And I love this whole idea of using YouTube as that platform for social proof versus the old model of having commercials on the air. I mean, it's just. It's apples of, and oranges. A, a lot of different squirrels we have to chase. Yes. Andy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all over the place. No, so Andy, I, that's no, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So should I reveal the name of the tech show? At Please. least everybody. Yes, we want to know. So there's my little prop. It's called Tech Biz Geeks. I'll put it on the screen here. There it is, techbizgeeks.com. You'll find myself on this set, uh, myself, and I've got a, a female co-host, kind of like the combination you guys got going on here. Yep. Uh, um, I got the female co-host. Um, she's she's pretty, pretty, pretty hilarious. I mean, uh, you, we, we don't do any scripting on the show either. Exactly. We, do, we talk about what we're going to talk about a little bit at the beginning, and then we just go. So each show, and I don't do too many squirrels there because each episode is about anywhere between 5 to about 12 minutes, and okay. I try to stay on one subject. Sure. Um, but this one, we kind of went all over the place. 
No, that's brilliant. So tell us the a synopsis of what people will find on that show. So on the show, so Tech Biz Geeks is about technology. So we talk about different pieces of technology. Like I said, we just did an open box on the, on the, on the head unit that I'm putting in my BMW. We'll talk about the iPhone. We, uh, we talk about different pieces of technology. We did it. We, we, also do sh- we also do interviews at events. So we covered the Orange County Auto Show because there's a lot of electronics and gadgetry in those. Yes. So we interview either the manufacturer or we collect information and we do our own little sit in the car, look at the dashboard with a microphone, the whole deal, do the interview with the companies. We covered the very first drone expo in existence, the very first drone one in Los Angeles. We went there and I interviewed all of the drone manufacturers, hmm. all of the quadcopters. Uh, there was one that actually had this infrared unit that you could put at the bottom and see uh, heat off of it at the bottom of this thing. One of them uh, was uh, big enough to actually their claim to fame was could carry a six pack of beer, you know, from one location to the next. Uh, sure. Uh, we've covered all sorts of stuff. We covered that one episode. We covered how Disney just applied for patents on how they're going to be using drones in their parks. Wow. Disneyland because Disneyland. From this studio is only about a mile. So our studio is in Anaheim. Disneyland's about a mile from us. And I pulled out this article we found. It was kind of buried, but where Disney applied for patents, where they're going to put drones on a bunch of inflatables and put digital displays. They're going to be able to talk to people straight on the floor, what? like, "Hey, hey, young man with the with the with the red shirt on with the hat." with cameras and all this other stuff and interactive with displays. It's pretty cool. So we covered that on our show. Uh, all sorts of stuff. It's, uh, it's uh, really fun. And then I try at the end of each show to bring it back around and say to the business owner that's watching it, you know, you might want to consider using some sort of this technology. Maybe you're not at Disney, but yet once you think about how they creatively use this sort of thing and think about it for a minute and spend a little few minutes of time on how you can really apply this technology to your business. That's why it's called Tech Biz and then Geeks because there's two, you know, geeky people running it. So I spent a lot of time with branding with it to make sure that it was the right brand and yeah, the way... Sure. That, that it communicate the right message. And really, that show is really just as I do it just for fun. There's some revenue that's being generated. We just launched it, so not a lot of videos have a lot of traction on it. But it's just really just for me, really just to have fun with technology. I, mean, I love it, and I can play with my toys, and I get review boxes that people send stuff in. I can play, it for, play with it for a few weeks and then send it back. That's and cool. I don't play so it's pretty cool. Kid in the candy store. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> last question I have for you, and I'm going to kind of tie it back to what we've been talking about, is if someone who's listening today, they're you know they really want to use YouTube as a way for them to you know kind of highlight their business. What would be one or two actions that they could take in the next 24 to 48 hours that would really propel their uh, their their YouTube channel? Okay, so what I would do for any business owner, we carry around technology with us all the time, whether you're using Android, whether you're using an iPhone. Get some sort of way to put this thing on a tripod, hook a microphone into it, clip it on yourself. You can buy a $20 or $30 lapel microphone from Amazon that clips on, plugs into your headphone, have somebody do it, set it up, and start answering one question about what people ask you about your business. Everybody has 10 to 20 questions that people call them on. Take the time. 
write those questions down on a piece of paper, and then record one video with one question, the answer to the question, and then put a clear call to action at the end. It said, for more information, call this number. Again, these are not big videos that go on for 20, 30 minutes. These are three right. to eight minute videos at most. You're answering the question. You're in and out. Post it up on the internet. Tag it appropriately. Get the get the you know get this book right here. It tells you how to tag it all. But go through and because we didn't even cover everything, but just go through and tag them properly. Those are easy action items. You don't need a studio like mine. You don't need anything fancy. Just make sure that the lighting's good and the audio is great and set it up and record. People are used to content being provided off these devices. You sure. don't need a big Hollywood production anymore. People rather have something that was like this that was more genuine than it than a highly produced piece of content. Yeah, it's exciting times, everybody. Outstanding. It's Outstanding. exciting. And Andy, I really see you as someone that has been around you know this whole trajectory of where technology has gone and you are an innovator at the same time way into the horizon of where things are going so it's so exciting to talk to you and giving people just amazing value of where they could take their business being innovative but practical because even taking that phone you know recording those videos answering those 10 questions is something actionable that people can do today so it's an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that I'm innovative. My company is called Innovative Digital Marketing Strategies. See? It's so, so right on the money. Am, I, I'll put another plug in there. IDMstrategies.com. You can always cut it out later if you want. But IDMstrategies.com is the name of the website. So innovative is really where I really created everything because, you know, I'm constantly learning, experimenting. Uh, the, the My tech show is all about experimenting. I mean, we do constant bring in new technology all the time, kind of make it cool, uh, and it's great. And by the way, let me give you this one caveat before we end. I don't know where we're at with the time. Don't worry about it. Keep, keep me, going. Keep but, riffing. Uh, we're in the flow. Yeah, but uh, the, let me give you this other one. If you are in the Los Angeles area, okay. YouTube actually has a full-on production studio because I've been there a couple of times full-on production studios. Now, listen very carefully because you're not going to believe what I'm going to say. If you have over 10,000 subscribers, and at, the ta- at this taping of this call, of when we're doing, if you have over 10,000 subscribers, they will let you come and use their f- facility and you don't bring anything other than the crew to run the equipment. You, They will give you a list of equipment you check it off what you want. If you want to use the latest red camera or the latest in microphones or teleprompters or all this stuff, you just check it off, and they got it sitting on a pallet ready for you to use. They won't probably provide the operators, but they will provide you the equipment and let you use their production facility for an entire day and use it all you want. And there are content providers that actually live on that campus because they got millions of subscribers. They use their facility for months in, in, uh, in at a time, wow. and they create, and it's an amazing setup over there. That's how I got my interview on K uh, on NBC News Talk Radio. I was in the room, and everyone was introducing himself, and I held up my book, and I said, oh, by the way, I wrote a book on uh, top 10 YouTube mistakes, and the producer for NBC News Talk Radio came up afterward and said, hey, we'd like to have you come and appear on our show, and I said, sure, I'd love it. Oh, I and, uh, love it. So it's just exposure. So that is a caveat to those people, and by the way, they have, uh, the what I read, six of these locations around the world, so they got one in Taiwan, and they're strategically located. 
So if you've got a channel that's got over 10,000 subscribers, not views, but subscribers, they let you use the facility for free. Honestly, and, guys, that's there's, a there's ninja a tip. That is that's a, a ninja tip. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It would be worth moly. just flying out to L.A. to use it. Yeah, and, and, and they actually let you come and take tours. And they do workshops there. Uh, and I've seen some big, big players out there. I mean, it's, just pretty, it's pretty cool. Such pretty an cool. exciting time to be an entrepreneur, isn't it, Andy? It is. And what's wild about it is YouTube lets you use their stuff because they want you to produce more content so that they can get more advertisers and create more revenue. Absolutely. So it's like, you know, what company do you know of that lets you give you all the equipment to use to produce content for free? I, I don't know of any other company. Right. If you if you yeah. think about it, they're really enabling people. They're crowdsourcing, right? So they're yeah, bringing people yeah. together, creating a community. Because right. at well, the sure. at the at the foundational principles of all this, it's we're going back to as much as technology is such a big component to our everyday lives. People just want to be a part of a community and a tribe and connect. So it, it marries the two things so beautifully. Yeah, absolutely. So it's an exciting world. Um, so don't go back and regret this. Take an action today. You, uh, you, you asked earlier, what action do you want to take today? The action is two things. Write the top 10 questions or 10, 10, 10 questions that people ask you. Write the 10 should ask questions that people should be asking you. And then pull out your camera and create a video on those and put them on YouTube and go create a channel. And then take those videos and put them everywhere. Brilliant. Andy? That's what I Thank you, so, Thank you much. so much. It's been truly an honor to have such a professional. And the fact that you have been boss free for 25 years plus, it, we like just hail, hail, because that is amazing. And that's Bow. <laughs> We're not worthy. <laughs> for the Boss oh, no. Society. The Boss Free Society no. honors you as an exactly. OG, oh, as an original yeah. gangster of being Boss Free. <laughs> I, I feel like we could have gone on for probably about Holy four Lord. or five more days with, 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 yeah. with oh, my Andy's gosh. content. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to tell you something, yeah, Andy. When I'm in L.A., I'm giving you a call because I want to take you to dinner or something. Well, I need to download that brain of yours a little bit more. Yeah, well, when you get to L.A., you guys come on out. We'll put you in the studio. We'll record a, we'll record a little session here and give That'd you a little, awesome. little uh, I'll give you the nickel tour because that's about how long it takes you to walk through our studio that's but good. it works uh, it's, it's a, working it's for pretty, you. you you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this camera and just do a real quick little sure. scan around what the studio looks looks a little bit like looks so like here for our, our listeners Andy is taking us on a visual tour of his studio yeah so uh, there's the green there's the green screen over there and there's the lighting there and we look up a little lighting. bit Oh, lighting looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, the lighting. These are all just soft boxes, soft box, you know, soft box fluorescents. As we move the camera around a little bit, it's a little hard with the tripod that's on there. So, right. but uh, there, there's what we're looking at. And then I'm hey, looking back. There's me and Patty. There, right there in the background. Now, I probably don't got this lined up because my camera went already left the room. So he's going to shoot me now because now everything's all cockeyed. Love it. Don't uh, worry, Andy. It's the way it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be. Andy, exactly. thank you so awesome. much. Hey, guys, from the Boss Reese Society. All of Andy's information will be in our show notes. Make sure to take a listen to this. Make sure to listen again. Andy dropped some serious value bombs for somebody that is looking to get a presence on YouTube. Make sure to invest in his book. I mean, that one's a no-brainer if you are looking to get on YouTube. You heard it here 
from the OG tube. And Patty, th- there, this wasn't value bombs. This was an airstrike. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. So, guys, thank you so much. Make sure to catch us on the next episode of the Boss Free Society. Review our show. Let us know what you think. Connect with Andy on social media because he'll connect with you back. Hey, guys, have a good one. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss free minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>